hello and welcome to Lingua Menagerie. This is Leo once again. I don't know who else it would be. And this is the podcast where we talk about linguistics, um, everything surrounding it, everything that isn't surrounding it, you know, all that good setting words. Um, yeah, so how you doing, gamers? How's your day going? I feel fine. Um, I'll be honest, I'm recording this a little later at night because there's less house noise. Like, there's, you know, like, no one's walking upstairs, so there's no, like, background noise that'll ruin it. Um, but I am also sitting in the dark in my room because, I don't know. Um, I took a day off from work today because I woke up, and not only did I feel a little bit under the weather, because it was raining all day yesterday, um, I felt a little depressed, probably because of the rain, because, you know, the weather affects our emotions more than we like to think. And so I figured, eh, probably a good day to take a day off because no paycheck is worth more than your mental stability, despite the capitalist world that we live in. Yeah, so how are y'all doing? Um, I have, okay, as the inaugural episode, like the official one where we would like, we like get into the nitty gritty of stuff. Um, as you can probably tell by the title, the like overarching theme is like Spanish and the topic of no sabo kids and like what even that is. Um, and going pretty niche for my first one, uh, I will have to say up front that this episode will probably be a little more like anecdotal. Um, I mean, I do have some official information about how Spanish works if you're not privy to that, but it's more so like an emotional one. Um, I'll be sharing some personal stories, you know, just like we'll have a little empathy exercise. Um, I swear it'll be fun. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, I'm just telling y'all a story, so it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, I think as I get into this, I'll start with some essential terms just so like we're all on an even playing field. And um, if you're like some, if you've like heard some of these words before, but you're like, I don't know. And I, and, um, you know, despite the fact that you do have Google, perhaps it comes a little easier from a trusted source. I get it. So I will start with Latin X. It's like, it's like, like Latin plus like an X at the end. (laughs) Um, So you might've heard that, you, you know, Spanish is a gendered language. So a man from Latin America refer might refer to himself as Latino and a woman could refer to herself as Latina because those are like the gendered ways in which we use Spanish, right? Um, but very quickly, um, I'm only going to go over this a, a little bit because I wanted to cover like Latinx as a whole like later on. Um, but basically Latinx was created and started to gain usage as a more, um, as a word that better encompassed, like, Latin American people that didn't conform to the gender binary. So, you know, our, our, um, oh my gosh, the word is blanking on me. Hmm. Our non-binary, uh, friends and siblings, as well as, like, you know, those who, like, don't conform to one gender or, like, you know, 
they conform to maybe one gen- like more than one gender at a time or they like switch between genders it's just easier to say like latinx um and that's how you would pronounce it um some people feel very differently about the term depending on who you are and uh what part of the spanish-speaking world you're from but that is once again for later so um for safety's sake i would just say latinx when referring to people from central and south america that's what i say as a certified mexican i would say just use latinx um and the i think it's important to know a little bit about how spanish works as a language not like not super in depth don't worry um but for those of you who didn't take spanish one um spanish is very based upon like its verbs you know like when you learn quote-unquote Spanish, you're basically learning how to conjugate verbs. Meaning that you're learning how to change a base verb into, like, the form that you need depending on the situation. So, you have a base verb of, like, comer, which is to eat, right? That's called the infinitive, the basic verb form. And... Um, you would learn how to say, like, I eat, yo como, you eat, tu comes. It's stuff like that for, like, every verb. And, like, it's pretty common for, like, little kids to learn, like, I eat, you eat, we eat, they eat, all, all of this. Like, you know, just the basic ways that people learn the language. And so, it sounds great, you know? It seems like... It sounds like Spanish is really formulaic and, um, you know, makes it easy for people to learn until you get to the part where some verbs, some very common verbs, like not like not like weirdo ones that you're like, oh, whatever, but like some super common verbs have irregulars. What does it mean for a verb to be irregular? Basically, it you can probably tell what it means. It means that when you do conjugate the verb depending on what situation you're using it in it does not sound the way that it should sound based on the pre-established rules for conjugating every other verb right so this is i'm I'm, i know this is a pretty long-winded but i'm like getting to my point and so quote unquote no sabo kids deal with this um because the verb saber is to know, right? So I, I mentioned the verb to eat, comer, yo como. If someone was saying, I walk, yo camino, I listen, yo escucho. So even if you don't know a lick of Spanish, you would think, oh, if I'm saying like a verb in the first person i would just add like an o at the end of the verb right that sounds pretty normal (laughs) so you know kids who are learning spanish or you know even spanish learners who are like oh i've got this saber yo sabo right you're like oh i know um unfortunately it is incorrect instead of sabo which is not like it's it's not even close to saying I know. You would say yo sé. Which like, you know, comes out of nowhere. And you're like, what what, what, what do I do with this? And like, of course, you have to like teach yourself to say like, oh, 
this is an exception in the first person. And, and it's like, and the way that it comes up is with no Sabo kids, it's like supposed to ridicule the way that a kid would say, I don't know, which is kind of messed up that they don't know how to say, I don't know, you know, <laughs> like, ouch. Um, and like, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because like, the, the like term no Sabo kids is like, across lots of it's like a sort of phenomenon at this point like we have so many kids who make this specific mistake and like in a greater sense have a difficult time learning and understanding spanish at least in the united states this is my perspective um that we've like come up with a token name for them for what to ridicule them you know like and I say this as like a former no sabo kid like I will not I will not like I'll be honest like I didn't know how to speak like proper Spanish until I was like 15 you know like you you this is where the whole empathy session comes in where we realize that like we have to give like latinx kids and like you know adults who have who struggle with spanish like a little more leeway you know like imagine you are a first generation american you you got either arrived in this country really young or you were born here and but your parents perhaps they don't know any english maybe they know like barely enough to survive but that's pretty much it and you know you do speak some spanish at home but it's survival it's like hey mom can i have this to eat or you know like do your chores this and that like you know it's not you're not living in a spanish-speaking country you know and all of your books are in english and all and you're being socialized in english you speak english at school with your friends and it's like oh, I only have this very isolated environment in which I'm expected to speak Spanish. And so, of course, you have tons of kids who are struggling to, like, maintain Spanish, um, to learn Spanish. And if they do learn Spanish, maybe they have troubles with English. You know, like, that happens. We have we have ESOL in the United States with which for those who are unaware is the English as a second language program basically where you're like isolated from your peers and like taught English against your will which is kind of intense um but like even if you do know Spanish the intention is to like beat the English into you because we're in America we speak English blah 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 that all nonsense I'll get to that some other day because I have a soapbox ready for that one um so it's like oh <laughs> like you what should be like you know a funny situation in which someone like makes a language mistake which is completely normal and expected and encouraged it's like immediately a badge of shame <laughs> you know like and when you think about it it truly like isolates a group of kids from their peers simply because of their language ability you know like 
this is where I'll get a little personal, just so, just so you know. Um, like, for most of my kindergarten through high school experience, I was one of the few people who were, uh, you know, Latinx. <laughs> um, so, like, there wasn't any opportunities for me to speak Spanish with my peers. Um, none of them knew it. And, like baseline you're already a minority in like the place that you go to every day <laughs> and say i did have the off chance to meet some spanish-speaking kids or i made friends with them in a club or you know i met some family friends at a family party uh i didn't know how to speak spanish i was i was with even though i already felt myself as a minority every single day i was like a minority among minorities you know and I know some of you might be thinking like, oh, who cares? Like, it's like, it's not that deep. Just learn Spanish. Like, but I'm, but it is, you know, like, <laughs> while I encourage anyone who, who wants to connect in their culture that way to do it because it's definitely worth it. It's like, there's so much emphasis, especially on like first generation Americans to like, for first generation Latinx Americans, I'll, I'll clarify to know Spanish because you know there's a lot of like weight it's not just a language you know it's how you communicate with your family it's how you like watch television programs it's how you read stories and listen to music and like for me it meant that for a long time I couldn't talk to my grandparents and when you're little you think oh well they're just old people I don't need to talk to them but when you start to realize that you know life is finite and you should really talk to them and they care about you but you don't understand a word they're saying it's like oh this is a lot this is intense and like it's it's things like that where like there are definite moments in your life where you're like ooh, ouch this like really hurts and I don't and I don't know what I did to, like, be treated like this, you know? Um, I, I will say a quick anecdote. I think I might have been maybe seven or eight. Um, yeah, definitely. Because I know it was early elementary school, but, like, like officially, like, in a grade or something, like, second or third grade, something like that. And I was the only other person ethnic kid in the room you know because this like this girl was crying and it was clear that she was latinx and she didn't speak any english so my teacher you know she she didn't know any better i don't blame her for this um she kind of looked at me and was like leo can can you help she doesn't speak any english and i was like um I mean, I, I guess like, I'm like, you're, you're eight. You're not going to say no to like trying to help out this crying girl. And I'm like, in my most like butchered attempt attempts, I'm like, are you okay? What's wrong? Please stop crying. Like, like it, I just remember it immediately. I'm like, Ooh, this is not working out for me <laughs> and and you're like and you're little so you don't know what else to do you know that like oh i don't got the stuff and this girl is like freaking out and of course 
I started freaking out. And then the teacher very quickly realized that I didn't know what I was doing. So she like just let her out of the room as she continued to like sob. I think she was like missing her parents or something, you know, (laughs) elementary school is a stressful time. And um, from there, I was like, "Ooh, this didn't feel good, you know? Um, and, ooh, where was I going with this? Sorry, I got like, <laughs> you got the real story, folks. I got like caught in a, in a bit of like an emotional, <laughs> like, I was in my feelings for a second. No worries. Um... And I will say, um, I'll, I'll tell another story that's a little more, um, I guess, recognizable for kids who struggle with it. Um, I was, I was definitely younger than fifteen um, because that's when I started like seriously learning. But I like was still young enough that that um, I didn't really mm, four thirteen. I'd say about thirteen. You know, a terrible age to be because you're in middle school, your body is changing, you're trying to figure out what it means to be alive, you have homework to do, you're just trying to, like, watch cartoons, and it's just a whole thing, you know? And me, at 13, not only was I, like, insecure about my ability to speak Spanish and, like, be of my culture, I was also dealing with, like, realizing I was gay. So it was, like, boom, boom, double homicide, it was the worst um but i was visiting my paternal grandmother in wisconsin and she's um she's a tough lady you know she went through a lot to get (laughs) my family here um but she's hardened and um not the easiest pill to swallow and um, at that point, even though I understood a little bit more Spanish, I still did not come. I still was not at the level where I could like talk to her, have her understand me, and I understand her. So I think I was just kind of awkwardly sitting on her couch, and she like chastised me for something. I think I was slouching, probably something that grandmas yell at you for. And I got, like, really upset because I'm like, oh, God, I don't even know what I'm being yelled at for. And we got home and my parents were, like, really embarrassed because, like, we do, we don't visit as often. And the rest of my family was living up there. So they were like, oh, yikes, grandma yelled at Leo. And it culminated, like, a few months later with me not understanding, like, something that was being said at dinner and I was like what what please explain to me like I would like to be included in the narrative as well and um my dad just snapped to me and was like well you're not a real Mexican because you don't understand what's going on you don't speak Spanish like we do and at that point you know emotional full of hormones um in the closet unrelated but still like you know adding on to stressors I was like ooh ouch (laughs) that really hurt and I ran upstairs and started crying (laughs) because it was like that was a culmination of things where I was like oh I'm like not only do I feel like othered 
amongst like people my age I'm like being othered within my family you know for (laughs) among other things that could have me othered within my family we will get there one day as well you know it's like I was like oh geez I like I dislike who I am because I don't speak Spanish as well you know and humble brag like I was a really good student in school I was a really good kid you know I behaved I got all A's I did all this and that um but I still was like damn I am really lacking because I don't speak Spanish and when you like take yourself out and like put yourself in perspective would you like you know would you get mad at a 13 year old for not being perfectly bilingual Like, seriously, like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's weird. It's, it's an interesting situation. And honestly, I would love to hear how you all feel about it because this is more like a, I would like to open a dialogue about this because yikes. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. And for that reason, I got super into Spanish. Like, at first, it was a sense of obligation. I was like, oh, no, I have to speak Spanish. It's like, it's what will make me fully Mexican, you know, (laughs) whatever, whatever that means, as if I'm not already 100% like genetically Mexican. I don't know. It's, it's what was drilled into my head at that point. Um, And so I did. I mean, I speak Spanish all the time now. Um, I'm like, forcing my niece and nephews to speak Spanish with me because they're not getting it as much as they should. Um, You know, I try my best to speak Spanish with my parents, even though they prefer to speak English sometimes. It's really weird. Um, You know, thanks, mom and dad. (laughs) That's really cool of you guys. Um, And like still every day I find myself like asking for corrections, like, you know, saying like, how do you say this in Spanish? Is there a more eloquent way to say this? Perhaps like I can, you know, like tell me some sayings to make me sound more like more like a native speaker, you know. Um, And sometimes, you know, I, I feel lucky, you know, I started learning more Spanish and not only was I good at it, I really liked it. You know, it started this whole journey of like, wait, I don't have to just speak English and Spanish. I can learn other things that I'm interested in. I could experience other cultures, which is great. And it honestly like put my life on a trajectory that I could have not expected. But it started from like a place of such deep insecurity, you know? Like I could have discovered all of this without having to like go and work through a lot of (laughs) self-hatred and like and like outwardly inflicted you know isolation and just loneliness and I don't know to what effect you guys get what I'm saying but I'm trying to like spin this in as many ways as possible to like make it you know audience appropriate I don't know (laughs) perhaps maybe you listen to all of this and you're like I don't know what in the world he's talking about but maybe you maybe you do get what I mean or maybe you partially understand and honestly that's all I can hope for um and now to see like 
like jokes, you know, it's not like people are, well, at like little, not caveat, at little asterisks. I don't believe kids are being bullied for like some subpar Spanish skills, you know, it's like some poking fun and definitely some mocking, but like, you know, that sort of stuff really sticks with you, even if it's intended to just be mocking. Even if, even if it's intended to just be light teasing, it's like it has such a heaviness to it, which I think is because, you know, if your parents are immigrants, if they've left the if they've left the whole world as they knew it to supposedly give you a better life, they still there's still an inherent selfishness of wanting your kids to like carry on what was what was left behind and from where you came from and you know that's neither here nor there i i won't judge parents for feeling like that because it's a very complicated decision um you know my parents when i was when i was growing up they wanted me to speak more english because my older siblings mainly spoke Spanish and they were put in the ESOL program and they felt that they were pretty emotionally affected by that. And so they thought, you know, not incorrectly, I, it was definitely for my benefit that they encouraged me to speak more English. But, you know, according to them, the family sources, if I'm wrong, then blame them. Um, you know, according to them, I was speaking Spanish first. And then, you know, kids learn and they adapt to what they hear. And then all of a sudden I was just English, all English all the time, which I thought was fine until I realized that it was not fine or it it was perceived as not fine, you know? So mm, super long story short, if you, you really have to consider like what's teasing and what can like slowly tear down a person for something that is somewhat out of their control you know if you're gonna tease someone about something here's just a little life tip from me here's here's a little nugget of wisdom for you all um if you are gonna tease some someone about something which i love doing um may perhaps pick something that they can like fix in the immediate or that they've like expressed doesn't bother them you know like (laughs) Someone, someone, (laughs) I was made uncomfortable for not speaking Spanish and it took me a good five years to recover my like fluency level. Um, and I, and a good like nine years after that, I'm still like emotionally affected by it. So, you know, just, just be wary of things like this. Um. I think is sort of, I feel like I've been having a closing thoughts for a long time, but you know, rambling, this is how I am. Um, as closing thoughts, like, you know, it's hard enough being a Latinx person in the United States already. We don't need to like add on <laughs> any additional badges of shame, you know, because unfortunately this sort of like mocking and being called a no sabo kid is from, you know, other Latinx kids your age, you know? 
Yes, it came from my family because we had a complicated relationship with what it means to be Mexican, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I was mainly teased by other kids my age, you know? And kids can be terrible. Kids are terrible. Um, But maybe teach your kids that, like... Language is important, and it, like, can serve serve our identities. But it doesn't take away from your identity either. I'm just as Mexican as I was when I didn't speak a lick of Spanish. Does it make me feel more connected to my roots? Yes, of course. But... I wish I felt that I would have made that decision myself, you know? Um, I guess, just food for thought, I would love to hear how any Latinx people feel about this. Um, If you're in a similar situation where your parents are immigrants and you felt pressure to learn their native language, how do you feel about that? Um, I realize this is a bit of a downer of a first episode, but... I mean, some sometimes things get sad, okay? I did mention this was going to be, like, story-based and emotional, so, you know. Um, thank you for sticking around for the ride. Um, yeah, I'm going to get some sleep because I think I'm, like, running out of... Ooh, brain juice. Not brain juice. Oh, Lord. Uh, ways to formulate my thoughts. Um, Thank you so, so much for listening. This has been Leo Medellin with Lingua Menagerie. And remember that every day is a good day to learn something new.